Hello, and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson, and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency, 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Justin Chen, co-founder at PicFu. Hope you enjoy it. Justin Chen, co-founder of uh, PicFu, welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, so um, I came across you at MicroConf. We didn't meet at MicroConf, but I was intrigued by what uh, PicFu is uh, and what it does. So uh, could you uh, elaborate on that, please? Sure. So PicFu is a crowdsourced polling platform that helps businesses make better decisions. So you might be an author who's looking to test your book titles or book covers, a mobile app developer looking to optimize your app icons or your app store screenshots, um, or an e-commerce seller who's looking to test out the product variations before you order them, or optimize your product listing on Amazon, uh, testing out those descriptions and the photos. So it's kind of good for anything that you're going to publish live that you can't test live. So there's a lot of good tools for testing live things like Optimizely and all those. But this is a really good way to get data before you publish it and make a concrete decision. Um, so the main benefit is that we bring the respondents. So within 15 minutes, we can get you 50 responses with written explanations and demographic information. Um, and that's all data that you can use to make a more informed decision um, as you're about to publish something. That sounds great. And as a marketer, I can think of a yeah. hundred uses for that. Um, totally. So. So you mentioned a number of different use cases there. Um, basically, people wanting to get some feedback. Um, yeah. I guess it's qualitative feedback as opposed to quantitative, or, or is it- yeah. So it's both, right? Um, our our base poll is having people choose between two things, and that's kind of how we started. So kind of an A or B. Um, we start, we added the option to do up to say to eight options, but. Basically, it's like, oh, which one do you like, right? Like, I have two book title, book cover variations. Uh, which book would you buy? And so we give you that quantitative, like, breakdown of which one won, A or B. But then there's all those written explanations that give you really interesting insights into why they said A or B. Um, maybe something was offensive. Maybe something triggered something positive. And we've definitely found that it's the explanations that are typically the most valuable part of the poll results um, because it, it – it helps you figure out like, oh, here's how I should iterate it on the next version. Um, or, you know, we definitely don't want that association, right? Like that's, they're, they're saying something that we definitely don't want. So even though it might've won, like we're going to go with the other one, right? So the, the qualitative uh, explanations are, are super important to the results. Yeah, it's those little, uh, little nuggets of gold, those little insights that you yeah, get. Totally. The way people explain things, rationalize things about their choices. Uh, yep. That, that's worth a lot to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how long has PicFu been going? Uh, so code was first written a long time ago, actually. Uh, I think we first built it as a side project in 2008 um, while we were building uh, another, another business that we run. And uh, we built it just out of uh, a need to make a decision on something. We had two, two variations of it, and we're both engineers, so we're like, let's just build an entire service around it and 
scratch that itch. And so we, we first launched in 2008, really MVP, um, threw it up on Hacker News. It got some love there. Um, the DuckDuckGo founder, Gabriel Weinberg, wrote a blog post about it and he really loved it. And so it kind of, kind of had a, some traction from the get-go in that startup uh, community. Um, we left it alone for a really long time as we continued to build our other business. And I would say probably four or five years ago, we started pivoting our attention back to it because the whole lean startup movement started getting um, popularizing, validating things with data. And so people just, you know, they wanted to get feedback on things and they were turning to PicFu to, um, to get startup uh, idea validation. And so we started uh, marketing it a lot more. We took Patrick McKenzie's advice and we doubled the price a few times. And, uh, you know, that, that was helpful. We, um, and then we started marketing into specific segments because we, we found that it's, it's a very general purpose tool and it's, it's really hard to market something that you're not sure that you need and something that can do kind of anything. So, um, that's kind of led us down the segmented marketing approach that we kind of have today. Great. Okay. I'm very interested in hearing more about that approach. Um, so at what point, uh, so you developed this, scratch your own itch, develop this tool. Uh, at what point did you monetize it? Uh, it was always immediately monetized. Um, right, okay. Because we, we pay our respondents, so we didn't want to obviously lose right. money on just giving it out for free. So there was always a, uh, there was always a cost to the polls. Um, the subscription plans didn't come till much later and probably one or two marker comps into it or something. Uh, when everyone was talking about SaaS. Um, so the, the pricing has definitely evolved a lot as, as we've uh, engaged with the, the startup and SaaS community around it. Um, but yeah, from day one, there was always like a nominal cost and it's uh, obviously increased since then. So, so you changed from a, a kind of ad hoc pricing model to a, to a SaaS pricing model at some point. So it's kind of a hybrid of both. And uh, right. it's, it's kind of difficult because it's not a traditional, definitely not a traditional SaaS business. Um, no. We still have pricing per poll and that's necessary because like polls can vary widely in, in their scope. I mean, you might do 50 responses or 500 responses. Um, it could be general audience or you may be targeting mobile gamers uh, with a certain app store spend. And each, each of those factors can vary the cost of the poll. So there's most likely never going to be just a plan where like you can just do any kind of polling you want because mm -hmm. of those uh, increased costs that we have to pay our respondents. Mm -hmm. But we do have subscription plans that um, enable features, um, give discounts on, on the polls and, and things like that. And that's typically for our people that are larger businesses and they have a lot of repeat polling needs. Um, so we definitely recognize that it's not a ongoing need for many individuals or smaller businesses. And we yeah. kind of know that the churn will happen and, and kind of just embrace that the, the usage is uh, spiky and we just need to keep engaging with our customers to, to bring them back and remind them that, you know, this is the tool that they can use for their polling purposes. Yeah. I was wondering, and I was going to ask you about you churn rates. So I wasn't going to ask you in a Nathan Lacker kind of tell us what your percentages are way, but uh, I was curious and, and thought that, yeah, churn would probably be uh, a, an issue for you guys. But um, 
tell me a bit more about the the, the marketing segments because I'm really interested in uh, you know what use cases you've found that that are working for it and uh, and, and how you're marketing uh, to those different verticals. Sure. Like. Yeah, so um, like I said before, we started in the startup community, uh, which was great. I mean, there's a lot of opportunities to, to market to entrepreneurs. Um, I think the difficult part about that segment was that uh, very lean startups like, like ourselves are, are a little bit cheaper, a little stingier <laughs> on the budget. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was kind of a difficult thing. But we, st we continue to market to them because, you know, we have th that's who we are. And there's still a great use case for that. So we still have a lot of startup businesses that are validating ideas or just, you know, testing logos and all, all that kind of stuff. Um, but our first segment was uh, the author community. So the self-publishing author community hmm. um, who don't typically have like a publishing house behind them, right? So yeah. they're going to they're gonna publish a book on Amazon or, or something like that, but they want to get feedback on their titles and covers. Um, so that's where it fit in perfectly. And we kind of fell into that when um, some marketing influencers started recommending Picfu for testing their book titles and book covers. And they're like, oh, this is obviously a perfect use case. And what's great about it is it's, it's so tangible and like so specific, especially for authors. Like, oh, okay, of course. Like I've got five book titles and I need to know which one's the best. And it was around that time um, after uh, Tim Ferriss and for our work week, he had famously said that like, oh, he tested it using AdWords. And that wasn't the original title of the book that he was going to use, but it, you know, the ad tested really well. So he went with four hour work week. So we saw a lot of similar um, patterns where authors would come and say like, Oh, this was the title I really thought was going to win, but it didn't. And I'm grateful for it. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the one that won, but it's, it almost always bucked like uh, bucked against like what they actually thought. And we've even had some authors that came and, um, we had uh, uh, one of our uh, New York Times bestselling authors, uh, we have a case study on it, where he was testing his book covers and he was working with a publisher and they said like, oh, you should use this book cover. And he's like, no, I, I don't really don't like that. I've got my own idea. So I'm going to put our two variations up on Pickboo and I'm going to show you. And of course, his loss <laughs> and the publisher won. He's like, oh, okay, fine. Like, we'll, we'll go with your, we'll go with your book cover. Um, so that, yeah, nice. so that was the first segment that, that we kind of fell into and a lot of word of mouth, uh, a lot of uh, influencer uh, in, uh, marketing. And um, so from there, we kind of like took this customer-led discovery of like which segments work best. And it was kind of just monitoring how people were using PicFu and figuring out like what the use cases were that made sense to them. And so... You know, the next one was uh, mobile apps, right? Like after authors came like, oh, this, the mobile games and mobile apps were getting really popular and people were um, putting out all these things into the app store, but they weren't sure like, is this the right app icon? Like what app store screenshots are good? And you definitely can't test that stuff live or you, you definitely yeah. couldn't before. So um, we started getting a lot of really big game companies using it because they're, they're very data driven they're measuring all kinds of analytics in their games, but like this was one aspect that they had no data on. Um, so they were start, they started using PicFu to test out uh, in-game creatives, characters that they were thinking about using, um, definitely the app icons, app store screenshots, like all of those 
visual things that they wanted to get feedback on. And so that's, that's still a great segment for us. Um, a little bit more difficult to market into. Um, it's more of a sales cycle. Um, yeah. But that's, that's something that we, uh, we treat those customers really well, the ones that we do get, uh, but we don't spend as much time marketing to. Yeah, so do you find that there's um, anything that sets people apart, you know, in terms of those use cases? Do you feel sometimes that you're, you're, you're stretched in terms of the, the product features that, uh, oh, you know, if we do this, then that plays nicely for these guys, but, it, but, but it's confusing for yeah. those guys? Yeah, um, not so much. So uh, we, we've been able to evolve the product through uh, customer development uh, interviews. And I think most of the features have worked well across all of the segments. Um, I think the pricing and plans is probably the most polarizing thing right now. I think uh, having something that fits a large enterprise and also an individual author is kind of impossible. Um, so that's been a difficult challenge is just trying to, you know, sit in between all those different worlds. Um, Do you think you might be leaving some money on the table for those you know, large enterprises? Yeah, I mean, I think it's both ways, right? I think I think for the enterprises, there's, uh, there's definitely more opportunity on the upside. But then we're alienating a lot of the smaller uh, authors and entrepreneurs that kind of you know, we're our initial base and are still great word of mouth referrals. And if they can't even use it because of the price, then it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. So, um, you actually, you and your co-founder, we haven't mentioned him. Uh, I guess it's him. Uh, that sounds terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. John, uh, John, <laughs> uh, I think you've got, um, uh, a little portfolio of, uh, uh, SAS products, uh, under your two bit, operation is it it's called yeah so we have a, a portfolio company called two-bit operation um our first company the one that we were working on when we started pickfu is called menuism and not really a SaaS business it's it's more of a um it's a restaurant review and menu directory um in the space of yelp and city search and and all those things and we started that back in 2006 um self-funded it and kind of carved out our our own niche of uh organic uh, SEO traffic. Mm. And so that one is um, advertising monetized and uh, continues, continues to run to this day. And so we, we still manage that. And yeah, we have a few other small, <laughs> small projects uh, that are always uh, marinating, but nice. Pikfu is our focus right now. So, um, so you're, it sounds like you're a couple of engineers that keep having good ideas and scratching their own itches and then uh, spinning off products. Is that right? Yeah, I don't know if they're good ideas, but they're, they're ideas that we try to execute on and we try to stay uh, stay in the market as long as we can. We yeah. do our best uh, marketing and doing the biz dev and all those things that uh, that we should be doing. And then we hire for the things that we're not so good at. So um, what's the competition like for, for PickFu? Because, you know, it's a new idea on me, but I guess... Yeah. Um, there may have been other things around before you guys came came out with you know sort of parallel uh, creation you know, you know people different groups of people have the same great ideas at similar times yeah. um, is there any competition or or is it pretty much yeah there's definitely competition um, there are um, 
there are other surveying options. Uh, there's definitely SurveyMonkey and Google customer surveys are the most obvious ones. Um, they both have the option to purchase uh, panel responses. Um, the way we differentiate is we, we try to have a much simpler flow for both the, the poll creation and also for the response um, responses that they uh, submit. So, um, you know, you're not doing a 10 question survey monkey on PicFu. It's, it's definitely like quick feedback. We focus on quick feedback and having both that quantitative and qualitative um, answer. Um, the other competition for similar feedback would probably be running ads. That's, that's still a popular way to get feedback on things. So whether it's Google ads or Facebook ads, a lot of people will put variations up and you can do this for any kind of creative or, or marketing copy. Uh, the downside would be just that it would cost a lot more to, to do the same thing and possibly take a lot longer because it, it could take a long time for those ad engines to optimize uh, the winner. Yeah. So I guess um, one of my questions would be as a, as a marketer, you know, doing a lot of A-B testing of things mm -hmm. is, you know, how, how do I know that the audience is appropriate or, or relevant to uh, the, the thing that I'm offering because I guess in, in a B2C scenario if it's a book cover or something yeah. then it, it's probably easier but you know the more the more technical an offering um, how, how do you actually source people that uh, uh, actually going to understand what the thing is or is it just about the pretty colors <laughs> yeah I mean I think I think our service is definitely suited better to a B2C um, product or service. Yeah. Uh, um, we don't have segmentation by uh, industry or profession right now. Um, mm -hmm. So that's why the, the, the segments that work really well for us, whether they're books or apps or um, e-commerce items, like those are all very B2C businesses yeah. that, that we're marketing to. Um, so if you're, you know, if you're trying to sell something to physicians, the, yeah, you know, that's probably not great for us. Um, but if you're looking for general feedback, um, and it's all us based audience, so, um, we're not, you know, outsourcing it to India or anything, but, okay. um, we do offer targeting based on general demographics. So it could be like age, gender, um, it could be by some behavioral stuff. So like whether you are buying nutritional supplements or, beauty care products or you play mobile games. So kind of we've, we've added the demographic information that is interesting to the industries that we're marketing to. Yeah. I think the thing that interests me about your product as opposed to say, you know, Google surveys or survey monkey or whatever is, is the, uh, you know, that qualitative uh, insight, because I know yeah. from having, uh, done surveys as opposed to say doing uh, new customer or prospect interviews like over the yeah. phone or whatever the, the quality of the information that, that you get is is completely different um, yeah. and you know surveys are very much about you know quantity of data and you know the, the direction it's going and it's the big picture isn't it but, yeah um, there's so much value to be had in just those little insights the little giveaway things that that people say um, yeah so we, we definitely straddle like this this weird middle ground of you know we want to give you that quantitative data and sometimes if you order 500 it could be difficult to then read through 500 explanations but um 
what what's another cool feature that we have is that we have these follow-up questions so like say you're reading through all the explanations and you're like oh that's a really interesting point that guy had like i want to know more so you can actually ask a follow-up question that will go directly back to that person oh, cool. and uh you can have a one-on-one -on -one dialogue with like any of the respondents um in the in in your poll results so like that that really turns it into like a mini online focus group and you're able to to dive deep into the ones that are engaging with uh engaging with your question i can't believe i haven't heard of you before it's <laughs> <laughs> a marketing I mean, issue <laughs> yeah, I, I needed a tool like this probably five times in the in, in the last few months so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, once uh, what's great is that you know we use it a ton internally, and when we see some of our customers really understand the full power of it, like it's really interesting to see how how they're using it day to day, and they're discovering new use cases for it. And um, really, it's like I said before, like it's very customer driven in figuring out like how the tool is useful, which way it should go, and how we should market it because you know it's it's a blank canvas in terms of what it can do and. There's a lot of interesting things that you can test. So I think quite a lot of our listeners are um, SaaS marketers or mm -hmm. like startup founders. Uh, and I think you've, you've put together a little, uh, a little coupon code or something for these guys. Yeah. So if they want to use the coupon code SaaS marketing, that's SaaS with two A's, obviously. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, that'll get them 50% off their first poll. Wow. And, um, you know, it could be as, as large of a pool as they want, but yeah, it'll give you 50% off and help them test it out um, and figure out new use cases for us. Thanks for that. I think I'm going to be using it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So uh, we've just, you know, two of you running effectively three businesses. Uh, how, how, do you, how do you manage the time? Um, yeah, so there's, there's definitely a lot of outsourcing that goes on. Uh, we contract with people to do different things for all of the different businesses. Um, work-life balance was difficult in the beginning. I, I would say like the first few years were basically no sleep and just working all the time. Uh, but now we both, you know, we're both married and have kids and, um, there's a lot more balance. I think breaking up the day for me is very useful. So like I, I wake up and I take the kids to school, I get their lunches ready and everything, but then I, I get out of the house and I, I always like to start my day at a coffee shop. I find, I find it to be like much more productive to be like not at home basically. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I do a couple hours there and I find that once I get into this productive mode at a coffee shop, like I can carry on throughout the day. Um, and then I just have a really good, you know, mobile setup with, you know, hotspotting and I work from almost anywhere. So as, as I drive the kids around, like I'm just working from different locations, um, staying, staying productive that way. Um, managing the different businesses kind of goes in sprints. Right. Um, based off interest. And that's kind of how we ended up with so many businesses anyways, was, you know, it's like, Oh, this is, this is really interesting. And you know, the, uh, the, the passion is high, then, you know, go for it. And that's kind of the way we still do things. So, um, you know, if, if something comes up with one of the other businesses and we need to, uh, dedicate some time to it, then, then we'll sprint at it, get it done and then kind of shift back. But sometimes, uh, we find that having multiple things to manage actually, um, 
increases productivity, right? Because it, it forces you to prioritize things and it forces you to time box and bucket them. Um, if you're just kind of working on one thing forever, then it's, it's easy to let things drag. So, um, being able to juggle things and keep, keep your mind fresh is, is kind of nice. Justin, thank you uh, so much for, for the insight into PicFu and uh, how you run and market that business and the, the success you've had. Um, as I said, you know, I think it's a, it's a great business in terms of, uh, you know, for, for founders or all marketers uh, who are looking to validate uh, stuff early on without spending a fortune uh, and getting totally. some, some good feedback. So uh, I'm, I'm really pleased to have come across you. <laughs> uh, and and pick food and uh, yeah, I think I'm going to have a play with it in the in the next week or so. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Paul. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Justin. For more info on Pickfu, please visit www.pickfu.com. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube, check out www.47insights.com. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, please get in touch. Until next time.